But I'm excited for this one because I got a lot of stuff to ask you because he is on. He's take, he does Darkness Radio now. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we we actually had Dave Schrader on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of weeks. A couple of months ago. Couple months so, ago. Yeah. So yeah, I want to I want to talk paranormal stuff. Yeah. We can talk uh, all. I'm all about paranormal. I like get all that. Shit. Grab grab that. Grab the oh, what looks yeah. like a light. Yes. The other thing too, we had uh, Katie Stafford. He was okay, on. Yep. Um, and he, he gave us one of these. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. We we've only I've only used it once yet, but yeah, we we were supposed to use it in uh, in Georgia, but the the opportunity fell through. So yeah, very exciting. Yeah, it's a flashlight. You can get box. spirit box on your phone too. You know that, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my buddy's got a digital one. How, nice. is, is it good? Is it like better than like the old school shit or not? No, the old school is always better. Yeah. I mean, it's better for recording. You right. know what I mean? Because you can just directly record with that. Where like with the spirit box, you have to have another recorder recording the spirit box. You know. Right. But I I like the old school stuff. I'm all old school when it comes to the paranormal stuff. Well, if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know. Yeah. yeah, I also thought there was something about the fact that like the newer stuff is so clean audio wise. That it's easier to miss things. Yeah, it is. You're not going to pick things up the same way because it it filters out so much of the frequency, and some of those frequencies need to be used. You know? Well, you also get because houses creak and stuff like that, or like right. there's stuff like that. Everything's so clear. You literally pick up everything going on. So what you think is an EVP is actually just the pipes or right. the air right. conditioning kicking on or something. You know what I mean? It's just you're not used to that sound because it's so clear. That'd you be know. good though, because those same sounds could be muffled in the old ones, and you could think that they're EVPs. And you usually don't pick them up in the old ones, right? You right. know, because there's so much going on. But now everything's so clear. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Yeah. That's why I like the old stuff. I like that. Nice. Cool. Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Bacon. Bacon is my. Time out time. How are those balls looking? You know what you know what season is, right? <laughs> I do. I do indeed. It is uh it is time. It is time for smooth sack summer. And how do I keep everything smooth, everything tidy, everything the way it should be? Well, I don't know how you do, but I'll tell you how I do. Manscaped, buddy. You know it, you've been listening, you've been seeing the show, you've been we've been talking about it. You know. You know how much we love the crop mops. You know. You know how much we love the lawnmower, but they have the performance package 4.0 now. Where they did a little upgrade mm -hmm. to the Weed Whacker. Weed Whacker is, of course, the nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. It is now the 2.0 as opposed to the 1.0. Now, right. That's when I, one better. I used the 1.0, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And then they sent the 2.0, and I said, how could, how could it be better? It is. It mm -hmm. just is. I don't know how they do it, but Manscaped keeps upping their game. And uh, I've been besides, digging a lawnmower for a long time. 
What? I like the skin safe technology. I still use the guard. I still use the guard. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, no, uh, I have I have not once mm -hmm. uh, nicked a thread on the bean bag. Yes, <laughs> not once. Yep. Now you don't want to lose any beans. No. Everyone. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to lose beans, and with uh, with other methods, yeah. oh man, you could lose a bean. Yeah, but uh, not with manscaped. <laughs> Exactly. And also, they are getting into the beard game. They've got their brand new beard trimmer, which is fantastic. So go to manscaped.com. Use yeah. the promo code BACONPOD, and that will give you 20% off and free shipping. That's right. So don't forget to work on those testicles, your chesticles, and your cheeks. Keep them clean and ask yourself, what's your bacon? Smooth sack summer. Can you uh, ice me? I can. While he ices me, I'm going to welcome everybody. Welcome, everybody. I wish I had a Smirnoff ice right now. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it, it's a little balmy in here. I miss those. <laughs> those. I miss doing that to people. A little lemon. Did I ever do that to you? No. I didn't. No. It's always surprising. a first. Yeah, surprising. I mean, we've known each other for a long time. <laughs> I used to do that to everybody. Welcome, everybody, to Bacon is My Podcast. I am Mike. Jimmy is with me, and we're here with our buddy... Long time, buddy. Beer City Bruiser. Dude, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love being back. I, yeah, I put dude. you guys over all the time. Dude, you guys... You, you guys you, are, you are my daily rotation of podcasts. Oh, I dude, thank you that. so much, man. I appreciate the top, that. Top three of what I love. And i always telling people about it. That's thank awesome. You, I appreciate it. Thank you. We, we I mean, hopefully we've uh, we've turned you on to some cool bands because we've had a lot oh, of yeah, really cool bands I've, on. I've listened to a couple of bands you put on there and... It, well, music, music is just amazing. Like, hell yeah, man! Yeah, we've I mean, gotten really lucky to have some really good. Bands. We've like we we've lucked out because any time we've ever asked you to do anything with us, you you oh, immediately yeah. go, "Yep." What well, I got? You're, you're the cool guys. Like, you know, like you don't take advantage of of your guests. You know what I mean? You're not using this for clout. Like, you actually are interested. In, it's a good conversation and. You're fun to hang out with too, you know. Yeah. Like, Thanks, that's what it's all about, bro. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the move. That's what we're hoping for. That, <laughs> that is, is what we're hoping. That's all we it's want. Like, it's, it's like I tell I tell my wife, I tell my friends, it's just like drinking buddies, hanging out and having a discussion. Hell yeah! I can't you know, wait till we get to do this in person. At some point, we will. Yes. We'll get well, somewhere. Well, so so in, we'll have some drinks. We'll get naked and challenge a town yeah, to a fight. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, it's like see, the weirdest episode, weirdest Footloose ever. See, <laughs> what is what we is what is naked interpretive dance in there? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what what is cool about it is because so between you know it's been about two years since we had you on full episode proper. Right. Um. You know we we've had you on for the the one year anniversary and for the bimpies and stuff like that, but. So much has happened. Yeah. Uh, one, you went, you moved from Wisconsin to North Carolina. Yep. And it yep. turns out to be like 20, 30 minutes away from where my parents live. Yep. So we could probably make an in-person thing happen at some point. Yeah, we're, we, we have um, to make an in-person thing happen. Uh, ROH uh, closed and then and opened then back up. Reopened, yeah. You uh, just recently, three weeks ago, had... Hip surgery. Yep, hip replacement. You are now the six million dollar man. <laughs> I am. And and just yesterday, as we're recording this, he turned twenty five. Oh shit! 
Yeah, I wish I was 25. Happy 25th birthday, my friend. He's been in the business for 24 years. He caught up to both of us. Yeah. And We're all 25. Cheers. <laughs> you know what? I'm happy to be 45. I earned these 45 years. Like, I am 45, and I earned it. Like, I, I tell everybody that. Nice, man. Yeah, man. You... I'm not ashamed of my age. I earned every bit I, of it. I had four 25th birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> like, with parties. Right. In a row. You're 100? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have one every 10 years. <laughs> also, yes, he is. I am, I am 100. He, he ages quite well. I'm a vampire. I don't know why I multiplied that all together. Like, you don't multiply birthdays. <laughs> but why not? I, no, I like it. I like it. No, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, but, dude, so so you um, you just recently had hip surgery. How are you feeling? How, are you getting around feeling, yet? Or yeah, I'm feeling really good actually. Um, I'm right on pace. Um, I'm walking all on my own. No cane, no walker, nothing nice. like that. In fact, today I did a for the very first time since surgery. I walked a mile. And that was oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. I feel like they don't mess around anymore. Like, like the day of surgeries, they're like, get up, yep. <laughs> go, go get your ass up and go do something. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. I woke up from surgery and she goes, can you bend the, your leg? And I bent my leg. She goes, okay, get up and walk down the hallway. I was like, oh, what? And like, Come on. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm still sedated so, lady. I don't know they, got, they got me the walker. I walked down the hallway and I, I was, I think I had woken up and I was out of the hospital within an hour. Nice. Oh, wow. Really? What's, so yeah. what's, what's the first thing that you noticed as far as like, so uh, I know I know a guy that had his hip replaced, and he said the first time he really noticed anything was when he got in and out of his car the first time. He yeah. was like, it was so amazingly different because it didn't it didn't hurt at all to get in and out of the car, and that mine was his was, wake up. Mine was the pain. The pain okay. was completely different. Like when I woke up, yeah, I was in pain, but it was a completely different pain. And every day since that surgery, I noticed something new of like, yeah. okay, because I'm activating muscles that i've because i i've had to have this hip surgery for the past eight years okay and found out about it the literally right after i signed with ring of honor oh, the, the doctor goes your your hip's dead you need hip surgery and i was like well i just signed with a contract with so, a company how so, long can i put it off he goes i'll give you five years and that was eight years ago so like the last couple of years i've been in really bad pain and i had a really bad limp and and just moving hurt and so when I woke up, my wife goes, how are you? And I go, I'm in pain, but I'm in like a different kind of pain. And then once I got home and stuff, that's when I noticed like getting in the car was easier. Putting my shoes on was easier. Getting into bed was easier. And like we, we celebrated little milestones, my wife and I, like I was able to put my socks on for the first time, you know, a week after surgery. And it was like putting on like a normal person. Then I was able to tie my shoes. And I haven't been able to do that in so long because... I couldn't move that leg, right. you know, like the surgery was only supposed to be an hour long surgery. And he was in there for an hour and 45 minutes because when he went in, they couldn't get my leg into the machine. Cause there's like a stirrup you put your leg in so they can separate your hip and do all they could. He couldn't get my hip in there. And what happened is I had two bone spurs that were the size of his fist that oh, were covering my, my femoral head and he couldn't move it. And, so when he got done, it, he had to take a chisel and chisel them out in order just to cut off what he had to cut off to put in the, the, the new replacement. Holy so shit. when he got out, he come up, came up to my wife and he goes, 
how did he walk in here this morning? And she goes, why? And he explained it to her. And she goes, well, he wrestled a 40-minute match on Saturday and another 25-minute match on Sunday. And the doctor goes, how? He couldn't move his leg. Like, how? And she goes, he just does it. <laughs> you know? I tell you what, man. Wrestlers, it's different. pro wrestlers are, yeah. like, they play superheroes, but they are superheroes. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that, that, like, the decision to become a professional wrestler, it's just that, like, Hey, you're gonna have to deal with a bunch of pain pretty much constantly. Oh, I tell the students all the time yeah. that when they get in the business, that day one, I go, "All right, you're gonna get hurt and you're gonna hurt somebody." That's just wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. And and it hurts. Wrestling is painful. Like, yeah, it's core, you know, not choreographed, but it's all we know the finish. You know, we know right. what's going on in the finish, but it's still a real ring, and that ring is nothing but carpet padding, wood, and steel. The chairs you get hit with, those real chairs, the tables, which they've switched to doors now, are like real doors. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you know? that. The hollow core doors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like, I got hurt. Like, my stuff that I got hurt on, like, when I tore my ACL, was just kicking somebody. And the ring bounced back and my knee shifted, so I tore my ACL. Okay. When I tore my tricep, it was as simple. I was taking a DDT and I put my hand down to protect my head and my elbow got dislocated. Oh, shit. And so I rolled in the corner and I, I thought it was like a finger. I didn't know you had to go to the hospital for dislocated elbow. So I popped it back in and it tore my tricep. Ooh. You know, and then my hip was just, I used to do the cactus elbow off the apron all the time. So just right. constantly landing on my hip and then the frog splash and all that I used to do. And it was just constantly abusing it. And then, you know, I never never got it checked out and then it was like well i gotta keep working i gotta keep wrestling that's how i make my money and you just you fight through the pain but i tell kids all the time when they first start like you know ibuprofen tylenol it's all gonna be your friend you know well, you're gonna drink but you gotta control it you know do, i feel like you gotta do. Try, to, try to avoid the oxys right yeah. yeah like you can go down a bad road i'm not gonna judge anybody i went down a bad road i got you know and i got out of it um you know, THC is a huge thing right now in the wrestling right. business because it helps, you yeah. know. But, like, you you find a good masseuse, find a good chiropractor, and, and have an understanding doctor. I, I'm lucky where my doctor is a sports doctor, so he gets it. Like, when I said, hey, is this the end of my career? He said, if you were a normal person, I'd say, yeah. You know, he goes, if you're a football player, hockey player, soccer player, yeah, it'd be the end. But you're a wrestler, and you guys are a different breeds, so I don't know. He's like, I won't know. After three months, I'll let you get back in the ring, and then you can tell me. And I was like, okay. If you had a if you had a Lloyd's of London, <laughs> <laughs> then I wouldn't be wrestling. I'd be taking that Lloyd's of London out. <laughs> now I think I think that that wrestlers, you know, they, and wrestling in general is just like completely different when it comes to all of that. Like, yeah, it's know, a different breed of person, honestly. Right. Like, and, and and when it comes to the pain and stuff, I feel like, you know, it, it's it's what you love. So I, I, f I almost feel like professionals, once you hit a professional level, right, um, you're a professional wrestler versus a professional football player. Um, when you hit that pinnacle of your career and a doctor says, oh, you, you, you can't do this anymore. Right. I feel like the love is different because it's you you don't like all football players don't hurt all the time. Right. Right. It's not designed you're not like designed to well, get they're not, hurt. They're not playing a game every night. 
Right. Right. Or five they, months. They a week. get they get a week off, and then they get a season right. off, which is and a then few a months. Season off. Where where yeah. whereas you you got a, a surgery on a what on a Tuesday, but you you're working a forty minute match on Saturday, and then another twenty minutes on Sunday. Yeah. Right. Because you don't just do it because you have to, because but you do it because you love it, and you're yeah. like, hey. I have a platform. I can do this. This is fucking cool. Right. When am I going to not do it because I hurt a little bit? Like, I feel like it's very different when it, when it comes to, like, mainstream professional sports like basketball, hockey, football, baseball, and professional wrestling. Do you think I, the, the I laugh when I see, like, yet? professional athletes get something like a, I've seen a wrestler work through. Like, I had uh, in the pandemic shows – um pco landed on my right shoulder real bad and it ended up tearing my rotator cuff shutting my labrum and, and my bicep got torn and um i went to the trainer that night and she's like well you're you're done i'm like no i have tv tomorrow and we have three matches that we have to wrestle for tv like we're taping tv she's like you can't do that and i said no i have to like i'm they have a scheduled and ever there's already 10 guys that were hurt last night worse than me i'm gonna get out there like do whatever you can to get me out there and then the the booker came up to me, delirious, and he's like, "I heard, I heard you're hurt." And I says, "Yeah." I said, "But I can get out there." He says, "You promise me you're not going to do stuff that's going to hurt more." I said, "I promise you that, but let me get out there, let me compete, you know." And I was, I was, you can watch the match, like I'm in. You can tell my right arm doesn't work because I'm only using my left side, but I got through the whole match, you know. I got through all three matches without any more damage. And then literally when I landed at home, my wife picked me up and took me straight to the ER. Because that was the agreement I had with Ring of Honor is that I, they'd let me work the TV matches as long as when my plane landed at home, I go straight to the ER and get diagnosed. And my and the doctors there in the ER couldn't believe that I'd wrestled three <laughs> more matches after it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's just to put on the looks like I need both shoulders done, both knees done, but the hip was the most important. So right, yeah. yeah I just think it's a different it's a different breed. Like, do you think that there's a different mindset? for people that fall in love with professional wrestling versus people that their dream is to be a football player or their dream is to be a basketball player. Like, what do you think it is that, that, that is that difference that's like, yeah, well, that thing that would end your career is that's year two for me of a 30-year career. You know what I mean? Like, I think you- it's because as wrestlers, we're also artists. Right. And you guys know as being artists, like the show must go on. You know, no matter what, the show must go on. And you want to be a part of that show any way you can. And I think when you fall in love with professional wrestling, you fall in love with, first of all, it's it's Stone Cold said in an interview that it's the pop that you hear is like heroin. You know, and you don't get your fix. You're standing behind the curtain and your music plays and the crowd does what they're supposed to do. And that's 100% true. It's, you get addicted to that. But it's also the artwork, you know, and you're going to do whatever you can for your artwork. And, and the wrestling rings are canvas, and we can do what we want. It, it's such a good feeling when you get in the ring and you're like, this is what I want to do, and I hope they cheer for it. And then they do. And then, okay, I want to do this, and I really hope that lady gets pissed off at me and throws her soda. And then they do it. You know, and that's right. like, it's a good feeling, you know. And in wrestling, too, if you're if you're hurt, we can work around that. We're like, I don't think football players or baseball players, they can't work around their injuries. You know? It's, yeah, that's true. Well, I think also it, as, as a tag, too, if, if, if you're working in a tag. Yeah. You, you, you could work even more around it a yeah. little bit. 
Well, like my last match before surgery, the, the booker goes, are you coming back? And I said, I don't know. So what the doctor said, he said, well, let's, let's put you out on a note where if you're done, it's a good, he's done. But if not, it's, you can come back and get your revenge. So what we did is Brian and I were going for our finish and I was starting to climb up the top rope and a guy came in and he hit me in the hip with a chair. And then I fell and landed on the ring on that hip and then rolled and then acted like I couldn't walk. Right. And the guy's like, where do you want me to hit me? I said, hit me in my right hip. He's like, that's the bad one. I go, yeah, it won't be hard for me to sell that I'm in pain. Hit me in that hip. And I want you to hit me as hard as you can. He goes, what? I go, I'm having surgery on Thursday. Hit me as hard as you can. Like, it doesn't matter. This. Yeah, See? like, it's I'm like, good. It's like, hey, okay, here's a here's a nice house, okay? Yeah. And there's one broken window. Right. And, and you go, you know what? You could throw a, a ball through one of those windows. Which one? The one that's fucking broken the already. One that's going to be replaced. Already yeah, we're, yeah, we're, replaced we're already exactly. planning on fixing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he did it, like just the 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 like fans coming up to him and fans emailing me and messaging me and stuff. Like everybody bought it. I'm like, I've been talking about having hip surgery since like <laughs> I moved. Like everyone knows I'm having hip surgery. I announced the date I was having hip surgery, but that's just how wrestling is. Like we yeah. are so good at our our art that. Me and when me and the booker came up with this idea, his name's Brian Hawks. He's an amazing booker for a company called AML Wrestling. That I had WWE guys that I'm friends with messaging me, and and guys that I've been in Ring of Honor with that have seen my limp, that have seen me and heard that I was having surgery, and they texted, "Hey, heard you got hurt last night. Are you okay?" It's like, no, yeah, I'm just going for surgery, man. Like, and they're like, man, so I still hurt. I'm just I've been hurting this whole time, but work the workers, man. And that's like awesome. I sent all the messages to Brian, and Brian's like, "Man, we got something going." I go, "That's that's what's great about this, man." You know, like I think that's what people miss. Honestly, I think that's the that's like I think it's easy for for people. You know, pro wrestling doesn't get the respect that it should get, regardless. But it gets more now than it used to, and I think it's easy for people to respect the athleticism. I think it's easy for people to respect the uh the pageantry and the things and even working through injuries and the stuff grind. like that the, yeah yeah i i think that people miss the artistry of it i think yeah. that's one of the things that like an outsider um and and speaking as an outsider who's never taken a bump you know what i mean like i don't want to try and talk like i'm like <laughs> for outsiders <laughs> you know i'm not trying to but I think that that people that look at it from from outside that lens, like the thing that they miss is they miss that the the person or the people or the team in the ring is trying to create something and they're trying to create a story and they're trying to create a narrative that's you're going to buy into and they're trying to um, put forth a something that's going to get an emotion from you and the lengths that they'll go to to make sure that not only does the story tonight work but that it also feeds into the story tomorrow yeah Um, yeah i I think that that gets the problem with today is so many guys don't worry about the emotion they worry about the, the the gifts and the clicks and the Right, the retweets yeah. and all that, where my right. generation, and it's my generation's job to teach this new generation, you can do all the cool fancy moves, but you have to have a reason, like you said, 
to have the fans care about you. Either they got to like you or hate you, and you got to do something. It's all emotions. And yeah, yeah. I always tell kids, you can do the coolest moonsault in the world, but I'll get a better reaction with one punch because I know how to get the crowd emotionally involved in me where they want to see me throw a punch. Where right. you are doing cool, like I can do all that cool shit too. I was trained the same way, but I was also trained by a territory guy where you have to get that emotion. And and I think that's why there's so many guys my age and my generation that are still wrestling today. Yeah. Because we we can get the emotional and we yeah, our bodies are beat up. But like think of these kids today that are doing all these flips and car crashes. Suicidas. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not gonna last. You and they're doing it every night. Like you don't have to do that in front of six 20 times people. in a match. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And you don't have to do that in front of 20 people. Save that for the big show. Save that for right. the pay-per-views and the TV. But make sure there's an emotion behind it so that when you do it, you get a reaction. You get more than a holy shit reaction because that's that's like a, you go to a stunt show, you see a guy jump over 12 buses. That's a holy shit reaction. But do I care about the guy if he well, crashes? No. Yeah. Yeah. You know? there's, there's a difference there's, between he, watching. Uh, I think that pro wrestling, sometimes people watch it the way that they watch jackass or gymnastics. Exactly. And it's yeah. not either of those things. Exactly. It, it incorporates elements of both of those things, yep. right? But it, at its best, when it's doing its best work, it makes you ultimately care so much about the person doing whatever that they're doing that it doesn't matter if it's a tope suicida or yeah. or if it's a punch to the face. Yep. I always bring right. up the analogy that if you picture the Avengers movies, everybody cried when Spider-Man got blipped out. Yeah. Like, that was a moment. But, mm-hmm. and, and yes, Spider-Man does cool stuff. He, you know, the flipping and the webs and all that. But we didn't cry because of that. We cried because we knew his backstory. Because we watched him... From the first movie, lose Uncle Ben and then protect Aunt May. Now he's got to learn all these powers. So we went along the ride with him. Right. He, he would do cool stuff, but then something would happen in between. So we started caring about him so that when he got flipped out, which no one knew was going to happen, it, it hit something. And I go, that's what wrestling can be. You know, you yeah. got to get them to care. You can do your cool moves, but make sure there's stuff in between those cool moves where the fans are invested as you as a character. You know, and, and they want you. So if you crash and burn, it's a big thing. If you hit the move, it's a big thing. And then when you win or lose, it means something. And they want to come back the next show because they want to either see you get revenge or see what you do next. Right. All right. Time out. We've got all these awesome sponsors here. Right. Um, where can they find all the information out for that? Oh, if only there was a place. If there was only a, a portal, a hub, a, a central hub to a do so. A central location. Wait, I think there is. Do we have the technology? Yes, yes, yes. Baconismypodcast.com is where you can find the best deals on all of our awesome sponsors, including Drink Wild Bills, Poddex, Manscaped. All of them. Um, go over there, find their promo codes. You always get the best deals. But what else can you get over there? Well, not only can you get the best deals, and we'll always keep those uh, up to date, you can also help out the show by grabbing some T-shirts, some yeah. swag. Jump over to the Bacon Is My Fashion section. Yeah, there's a whole section. It's just there for you. It's there for you. You can check it out. We have nice T-shirts. They don't uh, They don't chafe. 
The nice to the nips, you know I like that. You know Jimmy's you all know about like his that. nice to the nips I'm like the Drax of this show. You exactly. Know? I got sensitive nipples, man. I got That's sensitive fine. nipples. That's if fine. you have sensitive nipples, check that out. And uh, you know what? How about your ear holes? You want to take care of those ear holes? Because you can find links to all of our episodes. How about your eyeballs? You want, mm-hmm. you want those eyeballs? You can find links to our YouTube, Strangerhood TV. You can check out everything right from baconismypodcast.com. It's easy. It's super simple. It's right there. What's your bacon? I will say... That when you go to this site, that will be your new bacon. That will be your new bacon. Check it out. I that <clears throat> all this conversation really brings me to like my next thing that I did want to ask you about and talk about. Um, so since moving to the Carolinas, you you are working at a wrestling school and yep. you talk about how you want to pay it forward and and you've you've spoken about some of the the production stuff that you've done in the ROHN before it closed down and all that stuff. And you've done a few shows. Um, Mm -hmm. So what for, for, you know, people who are listening, um, what does the producer do at a wrestling show? Because a lot of times people are like, okay, well the producer of a movie does X, Y, Z, or the producer of a record does X, Y, Z. So, in the world of wrestling, what is a what is a producer? So what I do is is you find out what matches they give to you, and you find out who's in it, and then you find out the finish, and you're like, okay, how do we get these fans in the times and stuff? It's and you get with the the talent, and you're like, how do we get the fans to go on this roller coaster ride to get them where we need to be? So it's usually the younger guys I'm working with. So I'll be able they'll come up to me and hey, we're thinking of doing this, and I'll be like, well that that's cool. Maybe take this and put this here and put this here. And then once they have everything down, it's okay. Now we got to think about camera stuff. Like, are you doing a big dive to the outside? Yeah. Okay. Where do you need me to have the camera? Like, where are you jumping so that I can have a camera come and catch it? Because the worst thing you can do is do a big move and the camera doesn't see it. Right. Cause yeah, the live crowd sees it, but the, the people at home don't see it. So I will, once I get all the camera stuff, I will sit next to the director and while the match is going on, I'll be like, hey, this is going to happen. Get your camera guy here. You know, this is going to happen. Have your camera guy go here. And I'll be able to get it so they get the best shot of the talent doing what they got to do. And then when everything's all over and they come back through, I can break down what worked and what didn't work. So the best way to put it is I'm using my brain now in wrestling instead of my body. Because, like, yeah, my body's broken, but my brain's still fresh. And I can still look at, you know, like – it's a lot of do I have to know all the characters, like what characters are on the show, because this character might not do the same thing this character would do. Why are they planning the same thing? You know what I mean? I'll go, well, your character doesn't do that. Well, I just do this really cool spot, man. Yeah, but your character doesn't do it. So why would you do it? Plus they're doing it later. And I make sure that none of the moves that some guys are doing are used later on. Cause like you said, you'll see six flips in one, you know, in one show. Right. By the third flip, you don't care. You know what right, I mean? Right. I've well, seen it. Well, yeah. yeah, that that's that's kind of what bothers me about wrestling a little bit too. And and you know, I'm not saying that these people are bad wrestlers or they they you know yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's not that they're bad. It's just I've like, seen it. It's like well, I, I don't pay like, attention to the whole thing. Canadian destroyer off of a ladder yes. through three tables, but the match still goes for another 25 30 minutes. Exactly. But right. why? Right. I've yelled Fucking at kids why? that have come through. I go I'd thanks to you. I tell kids, thanks to you, now the main event has to have a shotgun in their match. What do you mean? Well, he's got to shoot him in the face with a shotgun in order to win because you just did all that crap. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not you, believable You kicked now. out of that 
yeah at one yeah and this guy here is is taking a clothesline (laughs) like right right right. so this person's this person's stan hansen lariat isn't going to finish the match now when it should right so i also have to as a producer you know the undercard has to like common rule in wrestling is you know you asked about one of the unwritten rules first match doesn't go outside the ring because mm-hmm. save that for later on. Your first match is usually straight through. Just get it over. Get the crowd. The first match jobs, get the crowd hyped up. Get them involved in the match. Let them know it's okay to cheer and boo. So, like, I can break it down with these kids that are in the first match. Like, this is your job. And then the main event, you know, I got to make sure whatever they have planned or whatever the, Purdue, the, the booker wants for them for storyline purposes, nobody else on the card is doing that. Because so, usually at the main event, you're on so late, the crowd's tired, they, yeah. they've been there for a while. So now right. it's, it's, you know, if I can get it to where the crowd may be tired, but this main event, when they first start off, they see something they haven't seen yet, now they're hooked back into it, that re- gives them their second wind. So I have to look at the card as like a whole, where like, as a wrestler, you just look at your match. Like, okay, this is my match. The producer, you got to look at the whole thing. And there's usually... Uh, like if you get to the main companies, WWE, T, uh, A&E, or uh, AEW, ROH, all that, there's usually like seven or eight producers for the right. whole card. When I'm doing for AML, it's just me. So I'm getting like, I get to do the whole card and I know the flow and I work real closely with Brian. And I did the, uh, there's a ladies night out. And they usually film three, they film 30 matches in three shows. Wow. And they'll be the same day, wow. but they'll be like a couple hours apart. And, it's a great, Tully runs a great promotion and all that. But now I have to go, okay, here's the first show. Let's break that down. Here's the second show. How do we make it different from the first show, but still highlight what we need to highlight? And now here's the third show. And it's women's wrestling. Right. So it's like, I have to also show that these girls, yeah, they're sexy, but they're also athletic too. You know what I mean? They're not just there for, for spank bank material. They're there because they're talented women. Right. They're bad. Know? They can kill you. Yeah. 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 And then I also with producing like uh, promos and stuff like that. Like what would, you know, I have to help them what they're going to say and like the camera shots on that and like the backstage vignettes and stuff like that. Like I can help out with that. And I, I love it. It's creative. I'm a creative person and, and it's, I live vicariously then through these guys. And it also helps too, because with my students, me training, I can bring the producer standpoint to them too. So we work on TV stuff at training. So now when these kids get tryouts, the the people in charge notice hey have you worked tv before no we were trained right that way. they understand right you know, hard yeah. cams over here yep yeah 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 and that gets them that puts them a level up than everybody else that they're trying out with and hopefully gets them a job is That's there awesome. is there anything that you've kind of discovered through producing that you were like damn if i knew this before i would have done this match differently or this mo- thing differently or this thing differently <laughs> Camera placement. I, yeah. I, when I first started with Ring of Honor, I had no TV experience. Silas would kind of walk me through it. And so it was because of guys like Bully Ray and uh, BJ Whitmer, Christopher Daniels. They would, they were the producer, Jay Lethal. They were producers of my matches. So when I'd come through, it had nothing to do with the match. It was, hey, we missed your frog splash because you did it out of the wrong corner. Or, hey, right. when you do your, your haha beer spot, you're turning your back to the hard camp. So I, that's how I learned to work TV. And nowadays, like I tell the students, everything is filmed nowadays because everybody streams. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? GCW, which is the biggest independent, they still stream. So, like, anybody can watch their shows. 
So I tell these kids, every show you do, you have to work like it's TV because there's somebody filming you and that's right. going to make you stand out. When the big dogs come, they look at, you know, they're looking, somebody says to look something up and they go look it up and they can tell you know how to work TV compared to somebody else. That's huge. Yeah, that's it awesome. is. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Cause like I said, everything's on streaming services. Yeah. It's a different world for sure. Yeah. Do you think that's a positive or a negative for things? Do you think like it exposes um, new people that are learning at a too early part of their career? Or do you think it like adds uh, a, a benefit to a way to sell yourself? I think it's a double-edged sword. I think kids that weren't brought in properly, their egos get really big because they might hit really cool moves. Right. They get so a yeah, viral, Twitter, they get a viral, get a viral video or and something. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. actually able to get it. Yeah. Exactly. And I always tell those kids like, okay, your, um, your viral moment, you know, what did that buy you? Right. I can tell you this, my, my, me doing the job on TV for a year, bought or put my daughter through college. Right. You know, I had a couple viral moments, but like, I still had a paycheck every single week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is your, your buyer? Is it selling you more shirts? Is it, is it selling you more pictures? Is it bringing people to your personal website so that you can sell your stuff? Like, what does that viral moment do? You know, and that's, that's what these kids got to remember is that this is a business, you know? Yeah. You don't, Joker said it the best. If you're good at something, why do it for free? Why do it for you know? free? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, cool. You're getting all these clicks. You're streaming and all that. That's great. But if you don't know how to work the camera, you're not making new fans. Right. You know, you're not you're not drawing in. And I tell people too, every time you wrestle, there's at least one person that's never seen a wrestling match before, and you might be the first match. You know, mm -hmm. that they see. Think about your first time watching wrestling. What made you a fan? You're now that person to this kid. Hmm. That's, so, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. That's yeah. such a similarity to. Music. music and what yeah. we do because yeah. it's like yeah you could get you could stumble on a viral video mm -hmm. you know but if that viral video doesn't translate to hey how many people went on your site and listened to your song exactly none okay well then what's your video doing it's making people click on it but what else yeah so therefore, like good for you you got retweeted a hundred times Right. Well, so if it doesn't do mean anything, what else are you doing? Yep. Did you get a video and then you're like, yeah, man, I'm good. Or did you get a video and go like, cool, I'm not even going to think about that. Or use it to your advantage. Right. You sure. know, hey, if you like that, go here. That's the other thing, too, is I see these kids that are going viral and they're not at all sharing it saying you like that. Go to whatever website yeah, to find check out me more. out here. Find or, me here. Come and, and come the thing to this, too, I, this event that I'm exactly. Working. I always yeah. tell these kids, you here's a screenshot of this viral video that I now put on a t shirt and you can get it at prowrestlingtees.com. Exactly, <laughs> yep. you know, like, yeah, and then turn it into come, a dollar. You can come this Saturday to this wrestling show that I'm wrestling at to buy that show. So, guess what? Not only did you make money, you made the promoter made money, right? And make sure you tell the promoter you're there to see me. They tell the promoter that, guess what? You just got another book. It's it's all about parlaying it into yeah. the next thing. I think I think yeah. there is too much, like you know, like you said, with music and with the viral gifts and stuff like that. Too much emphasis on the social media platforms, where it is super important still as yes. a promotional aspect. But yeah, yeah but use it, it, it as a promotional be, aspect. It it can't be the only thing. Well, in music, there's a lot of um, patting yourself on the back and hug chasing. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you find that also in wrestling? Yeah. yeah. A lot of kids, when they come back, if I have a kid ask me to watch their match, I go, all right, well, before you ask me to watch your match, know that when you come through the curtain, I'm going to tell you everything you did wrong. Yeah. Because I'm not here to pat you on the back and tell you how good you are. Because if I tell you everything good you did, what are you going to learn? But if I tell you everything wrong you did and you can fix one of those things, you're a better wrestler the next time you go out. Do you find- I don't just shit on them all the time. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. But I'll be, you know, because that's how it is in music. You don't shit on it, but you will say, hey. Well, yeah. I like this. Know, this was did- great. This could have used work. Exactly. And, and, and I'll, so I'm honest with kids and, and I've, I've in the past gotten heat for it because, oh, he bruises an asshole, bruises an asshole. No, I'm just not telling you, I'm not stroking you off and patting your ego. I'm telling you what you need to work on. If, and if yet, people are calling, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I've seen people five years later and they're in the same exact spot they were five years ago. Like, why are you doing this? You're right. not moving anywhere. That's the problem. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Shouldn't you at least same guy works in the same state every single weekend. Don't you want to move to a different state? Oh, well, I wrestle in Illinois and this and that. Like, dude, I I wrestled all over the world. Like, I have a referee that I trained, and I told him this advice. I said, every year you should get better. He just got back from the second tour of Japan. Nice. You know? Yeah. Like, he will be signed within the next year because he took that to heart. He's like, oh, you're right. I should be growing. And it's like it is in music. Like, okay, you do a club venue with 200 people. Next time you want 300. Right. And then pretty soon you want 400. And then you want to get out of the club. You want to go someplace else. Same with like comedy, you know? Yeah. The comedians do, you know, first they start open mic and then they go to the clubs and then they eventually arenas. You know, that should be the goal. I mean, otherwise, why are you beating yourself up? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Any entertainment business where yeah. you rely on people coming to see you, if if you're just relying on the same people to come to see you, you're, you're, you're screwing yourself. Yeah. Yep. You know? Um, I, I do want to say this, though. What, what I was going to say is if you're learning from you mm-hmm. uh, and you don't know who you are and you're going, boo-hoo, he's being such an asshole, uh, you learn from Harley Race, who right. uh, <laughs> yes. probably, probably was a little bit of good at tough love, let's just say. I, I always tell my students, hey, if you think I'm bad at yelling at you, Come back from a match and have an angry Harley race come up to you. And yeah, he was 60 some years old, but I was terrified. Exactly. You know, but I learned my lesson and I I corrected what he told me to do and I got signed. You know what I mean? Like, well, and also, man, like if, if you're, if you've got someone that's coaching you. Yeah. Right. And this is just from my own personal experience from like anybody, just uh, musicians that I looked up to that I asked for advice or, uh, coaches when I was in school or my dad or any of those things, if all they do is blow smoke up your ass the whole time, then when you finally get into a situation where you're in a real pass fail and you fail, you're not prepped for it. You're not ready for it. You don't know what the hell to do. But if you, but to the contrary of that, if you have someone that's hard on you, right. And they're, and they're telling you all the time, like, if, if you're coming back from every situation going like, I really kicked ass on that one, and someone's going, yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah. And, and you did okay. But here's all the things that you could improve. When that person, when you come back to that person and they go, that was fucking awesome. Yep. Right. You, that changes your life. Right. Yeah. I, I had a two, I had one student who was on the fence with me. He still came to my training and stuff, and he still gave me his all. But and I didn't know this till after. But he was real on the fence with the stuff I was saying, and he went and he did another seminar 
um, with a WWE scout. And the WWE scout literally said verbatim what I said in training. And he came back and goes, I will never doubt you again because you, you know. And I told us, you don't have to take everything I say as gospel. It's my opinion. Right. But my opinion's pretty good. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm like, right. I'm not one to sit there and toot my own horn. You know what I mean? I'll let my work speak for itself. And and now that my students are going out and they're doing all these shows, like I got a really great message from this girl, Clara, who is an amazing performer. And she just got done doing extra work for WWE. And she goes, I find it amazing when I talk to these people and she lists a bunch of people and she's like, and they all, once I say I'm trained by you, they get a big smile on their face and tell me I'm doing the right thing. She goes, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out. And and I told us, I'm not going to put myself over. I'll let my work speak for it, but you're going to find out that I need, you know, like, and that to me feels good because that means all the hard work I've been putting in the last 23 years is paying off and I'm making that reputation for myself. Hell yeah, as, man. as a good guy, and you know what I mean? Because that's what I've always tried to pride myself on. And the biggest compliment I got was Dr. Tom, who trained The Rock. He trained John Cena. He trained, you name it, he trained them. So if I you don't know Tom him. Pritchard, go fucking look it up. And yeah, be amazed. But I think he is literally <laughs> the greatest wrestling trainer of all time. And he said that I am one of his favorite uh, trainers, that he will send students my way because I'm training them the right way. And that oh, dude, is a awesome. big badge of honor to me because yes. he is he is the best trainer in the world, you know. That's so cool. Respect yeah. from your peers, man. That is exactly. that is so cool. Exactly. That's key. Hell yeah. Well, I do know that you've you've um honed in another skill. Yep. And uh and just after you were on Bacon is my podcast, ROH started doing like this drinks thing in the afternoons. With you and Brian, yeah. and talking to people, and you guys had a pretty pretty cool show going, huh? Yeah, we did. It was Happy Hour, which are still on YouTube. Yeah. And the way that came about was before Ring of Honor um, went down for COVID. Brian and I were both beat up. I had my hip. Brian had some back issues, and so we pitched this idea, and we wanted to call it Happy Hour. And the way we'd film it was me and Brian would be sitting at the end of a bar, or one of us would be the bartender, and one would be sitting at the end of the bar. And our guests would come in to order a beer. And then just like sitting at a bar, you've been to a dive bar, you sit at the end of the beer, you know, and you just tell stories. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to do. And Ring of Honor is like, we love it. It's perfect. They were having a set built for us. And then everything shut down. Oh, so then there was they're a like, set built? There, it was in the process. Yeah. Which I, we got yeah. to see pictures of it. It was so cool. Oh. And then, so then we're like, well, oh, shit, now what do we do? And then so Brian goes, well, there's this thing called Zoom. We could probably do it out of that. So we taught ourselves how to edit and do all the video stuff. And we, we filmed the first one with Session Moth Martina and we sent it over to the office. And they go, every week we want this till the COVID's lifted. And me and Brian were like, wait, what? <laughs> like, oh, shit. So then we had to figure out, like, how do we fill up all this? And we were literally like, okay, we just want to keep it to the ROH roster. But we went through the roster. So it's like, okay, who else can we get on here? You know, so then we got some of the New Japan guys, and it's like, all right, well, so eventually we got the president of ROH on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, just, but it was just flowing, and and we got the call from the social media people, and they're like, you guys are number two right now on the YouTube behind the Briscoes, which is wow. a huge honor because the Briscoes huge. are incredible. Yeah, and and they gave us a bump, and they ended up signing us to an exclusive contract after all that, and it was during the pandemic. We were the only ones to sign an exclusive contract. Dude, that's awesome. That's so awesome. So it was like awesome. We don't have to worry about it. And then 
you know, then it got shut down. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, but but you've parlayed those skills on Darkness yep. Radio. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which... So my buddy Tim does that. And he used to do it with a guy you guys know, Dave Schrader. Yeah. And Dave left and Tim had a, you know, was like, man, I want to revamp the show. And he, he called me up and I've known Tim for, God, 15, 16 years. Just he used to be a ring announcer for a wrestling company in Minnesota. And I wrestled for their company and then we're both into the paranormal. And that's how we like, we're both wrestling fans and we're both paranormal fans. And he's a comic book fan and he likes the same music I like. It's like, hey, why are we not friends? Yeah. So we just always talk. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the best show of all time. So then uh, he he says, hey, I'm sorry about ROH. I saw what happened, but I have an opportunity for you. Would you like to be my co-host? And I said, yeah, sure. And that was a year and a half ago. And this is the longest because I took the time off from my for my surgery. Um, yeah. So it's been a month off. It's the longest I've been away from the show. Yeah. And I miss it, man. Like we do uh, on Tuesdays, we do uh, True Crime Tuesdays. I'm on the Dumb Crime, Stupid Criminal segment where we look up just funny shit and we talk about it. And then on, on Wednesdays is our major show. And that's when we cover the supernatural news. And we, we cover everything paranormal from ghosts to UFOs, the demons to cryptids to just weird stuff happening in the world. And it's just fun, man. And it's great. And, and our viewership's gone up since Dave's left, and Tim's in a good place, and just doing great, man. That's, that's so awesome. That's awesome. That's so, and and it was funny because like when we spoke, um, like somehow it came up that that we were both in, we were all into paranormal stuff, I, and right. what I was trying to set up, and it didn't happen because of the ROH thing, is what I wanted to try and do was the uh, seance of honor. Yep. Yes. Yep. And that yeah, was my big idea. Yeah, yeah, I and that. and I had yep. Patty Negri. She was like, yep. I'm Shit, all that's, into this. That's She's right. like, I'm totally so into this because that. you yeah. you had said, oh, yeah, yep. when we go, we've got this little crew that we're all about and stuff like that. But yeah, I Mandy, Leone, Mandy Leone was setting up a YouTube channel where it was going to be they would fly us in either a day early or a day after the shows and we do uh, investigations. Uh, we'd film it and we were going to put it under the ROH banner on YouTube, but then everything happened with the shutdown right. and stuff. But I still talk to Mandy to this day. Mandy's been a guest on the darkness radio show and, and, uh, we're, we're trying to set up like just different, you know, just to personal like investigations because we're so, yeah. we're still into it, you know? And she's like, well, I'll film it and I'll put it on my YouTube page. I'm like, whatever you want to do. Like, I just love it. You know, I, it's fun. Well, <laughs> it's, we got, we got some, time. We got some connections too. So if you want to do it, like if you want to do some up here and stuff like that, actually, Jen and I just booked one for upstate. We're oh, we're nice. gonna be doing one with uh, with uh, Dave Schrader and uh, Shane Pittman. Yep. Uh, oh, we're gonna be going upstate in October, I think. I want to say. So that'll be my like my like real first one. Nice. But um, nice. but yeah, we we, we thanks I, for the invite. <laughs> Hey man, I'm I I we have I get a show where we talk about that, it, but I'm going, bringing my I wife. That, I get that all the time. I hey man, time. I I shared a bed with you last time we went away. That does not equal rather, the same thing. I'd rather I'd rather <laughs> share not, with my wife. That is not the same thing. You want you want to go? I'll, yes. I'll send you a picture. Yes, I'll I want to go. Thing. Okay, I'm in a different room. Oh dude, she's she's totally into it. She's my my wife's not into it. My wife's a sensitive and um my wife is sensitive too yeah and like so like i i'll trick her into going to haunted places with me <laughs> <laughs> she'll we'll walk into a room walk into this like a haunted place and she'll be like 
I don't, I don't have a good feeling in that room. I'm like, oh, really? What's going on? I'm like, what are you feeling? <laughs> You're like, well, I just. Do you want to say it into my phone? So are are, <laughs> are you sensitive well, or no? No, I'm not, and that okay. that I get angry about it because I want to be so bad. But she and she doesn't want to be at all, and she is. And so like, I'll have my recorder with me. I'm like, what room? And I'll go walk in there. I'll hit some, and I'll start talking. She's like, you son of a bitch. And I'm like, what? Like, how else am I gonna get you on? <laughs> you Dude, know? it's like, so funny because for a long time I I was considered in the household as like a um like a, a spiritual moron, if you will. <laughs> Uh, where I just kind of like, I didn't have, or, or, or even myself, like I didn't get what I was feeling or anything like that. And, um, we got into like paranormal stuff and watching paranormal stuff and, and whatnot. And my wife has always been sensitive. Like in our, in our old apartment, she saw apparitions and she told me about them and I was like, all right, cool. And then I moved, <laughs> I just went along with my day. Um, but like i got very into it as well and it's funny because now when we go into places like at one one point we went to michigan to go visit family and um they rented a house that was it, it was like a cool concept where it was like hey you can rent this house there are sleeping rooms upstairs and the whole downstairs is built to be like a let's cook everything kitchen and then entertain in the downstairs and then the upstairs is just all rooms mm -hmm. and um she walks upstairs she comes down and she goes can you walk upstairs and tell me which room you feel weird about and i was like yeah sure no problem so i go up and there's four rooms i walk into the first one i'm fine second one i'm fine third room i'm like Oh, I feel uncomfortable. And then the fourth room, fine. I was like, it's the third room. She's like, ah, you are sensitive. You are sensitive to this shit. What's up, guys? We got a little hint for you here. A little secret. Mm. How do you help the show? We've been asked. We've been asked. Here's a way to help the show. Check us out over at patreon.com slash baconismypod. You can get lots of extra stuff. Yeah, like additional shows, ad-free episodes, early episodes, shoot. Every Sunday, we record our discussions and drinks live, live with our patrons. Yeah, so you can have a drink with us while we do it. You can watch us cook things. You can watch us eat things. You can just support the show, and that helps us keep putting these out. It helps us uh, just keep the show free. Keep the show free. So thank you guys so much for supporting all of you over on Patreon already. Our patrons, you guys are our lifeblood. Thank you guys so much. And if you want to help out the show and you want to jump on, you want to be part of that BIMP squad, jump over to patreon.com slash... Bacon is my pot. And actually, um, have you been to Rock Hill yet? No, not yet. Uh, it's okay. on my bucket list. Like, I, I haven't done anything since we've moved here, for one, because we've been getting settled in our house, and two, with my hip, I couldn't do a lot. Yeah. But I have, a, I have, I have a little booklet that I wrote down, all the urban legends in my area, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to go to all the little urban legends. This is um, not like an urban Dallas, legend. Well, been known haunted places, but like there's a there's a college in Dallas that has a the um a woman like supposedly got beaten and raped and hung from a tree, and if you go, you can see you can hear her and see her. So I have like that written down. And every time I meet someone from North Carolina, I'll ask them like, "Hey, what what's from your town? Like, what's the haunted place? And what is?" And I do my research, and I got a little little booklet. You know, I'm writing all this down so that once I'm 
fully healed, I'm just going to travel over to North Carolina okay. and check Quick out what question. I can. Yeah. Where did you get your surgery done? Uh, Caramont, right here in Greensboro. Okay, I was in Greensboro. Okay. So yeah. there's a there's a, a hospital in Charlotte that yep. my sister, she used to live behind, actually. Um, as it turned out, they actually found graves like and, and remains of people like under the surface when they oh, went to go do that. So I, I'm sorry, I said, Green, I said Greensboro, I meant Gastonia. Sorry. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, this was this was like literally her backyard in Charlotte, like when she was living there and stuff. And they dug up the ground to go build this hospital and they found two head two or three headstones and some remains. They actually kept the headstones in the basement of this hospital. Yeah. Oh, and apparently it fucked things up. Oh yeah. And they ended up sending them into I don't know what the main like there's there's a park, like there's a um there's like a park and cemetery in the middle of the city of Charlotte. I wish I remembered what the name of it was. I'll I'll get it and I'll I'll, I'll tell you what it was cuz we went on a haunted tour of Charlotte and they actually moved them to that mass grave in Charlotte and because uh, like I think there are I think it was something like 300 and some odd bodies that were or, or people that were recognized there but there are over like 3,000 wow. yeah. in, in the area um, but yeah there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff Haunted Charlotte is a thing they have well, like North Carolina, hospitals and yeah North Carolina is because it goes back to the Civil War days yeah you know what I mean? And then you can even go back to the Revolutionary War oh, and stuff yeah. like that. And there's a lot of like, unmar- and then uh, of course with the Native Americans, you know, like I've been doing a lot of research on North Carolina because I thought Wisconsin was haunted, but Wisconsin only goes back so far in history where North Carolina literally goes back to the original 13 colonies, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it goes back and like, think about how many people don't have headstones or don't have proper graves or, you know, and I'm talking the whole state, you know, and then you get into the mountains, you know, the Appalachians and stuff like that. There's, there's cryptids all over the place there, you know? So that's why I was real excited, you know, when we got here, cause I, I just right away dove into the, the haunted Charlotte tours I've heard about. I'm, I just get leery on the tours cause you don't know who's running them, but if I can find out who's running them and stuff and what their background is, I feel more comfortable. Cause there's a couple that they don't know and they don't do any paranormal stuff. They're just trying to make a buck. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can tell you that if if nothing else, at least, I, like, I've just recently, like, once I hit, like, 35, I started going, well, the history of things are really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, like, so now I, I really enjoy the history and, like, the, the, oh, well, this building was for this and this happened here. Yeah. And this is why. And, and so all that kind of stuff really hits me so if you if you're into history but oh, then yeah. also at the same time the the haunted stuff I, i'll send you the one that i went to in charlotte it was okay. it was it was good um i mean it wasn't like you didn't do any investigations or anything like that but it told you the history and it told you where to go my wife's office building she works in is haunted at least she thinks wow. and and i got i'll send you a video right now in fact oh um, dude i'd believe it she uh she it used to be an old mill 
and yeah, it, and when they tried to make it over into um, like shops and stuff like that, they couldn't bring it up to coat. Something would always happen. <laughs> so it's it's had vacant for years. Well, now they got a bunch of stuff in there, and and she was at work, and like all this stuff starts happening. And of course, she's a sensitive and stuff, and she's got this guy that um, works there, and he he believes in this stuff, and he took this video. And I'll send it over to you guys. But he he uh, took this video, and she got home, and she's like, "You need to look at this. You need to debunk this. You need to let me know what this is." And so I watched it, and I went over it with a fine because because my thing when I investigate is I don't think right away everything's haunted. I think what's the natural occurrence to this? Right. Yeah. How is this happening? And so I break it down. So Tim and I get videos all the time, and nine times out of ten, it's dust, bugs or an, an air vent that you just right. don't know about. So she had me this video and I can't debunk it. So I sent it to Tim and Tim goes, I, I, I have nothing. And she goes, please tell me there's something you can debunk. And I was like, I got nothing, babe. Like, I don't know what's going on. So I just sent it to you guys over on Twitter. If you, if you want to check it out and it's, I have no explanation. So I, I so want her boss to like, let me come in and, and check it out. <laughs> you know. All right. So I am going to share screen this. Here we go. Uh, so what this is the hallway. Like if you get it up and fly, yeah. I should. Oh, yeah. I can explain it. Share screen. There we go. Tab, Twitter. Here we go. So the way. Okay. So what we're looking at this is the hallway. The men's bathroom is right where you had your cursor. Is that that uh, fire hydrant? Yeah. That's the okay. men's bathroom over there. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the men's. She's yelling at me. That's not the men's bathroom. The men's bathroom's at the end of the hallway. That's where they get a lot of oh, the, the other, the other, uh, other, yeah, down there. Stuff, that's where yeah, they get yeah. a lot of stuff in the men's bathroom. But if you look at the vent that's running down that big long tube, there's only one vent, and you can see it in picture, and then it goes okay. down. So those are the only vents going on. Every light is its free standing light. There's no draft or anything going on. All right. All right. Anybody well, who's listening to this on any of the streaming platforms. Go to StrangerhoodTV.com. Yeah, we're sharing. We're the video sharing right the now. video, and you're going to be able to hear it and see it. We're going to just let you hear it if you're listening. But so we will just react it. to it right now. All right. What? So that's it. Only you only got ten seconds. That's... But there's no vent. In order to get that much yeah, force, so there has to be a vent right there. Yeah. What's pushing right. that light over? And why so, is only that light moving? All of them right. are freestanding no lights. Every other light is stationary. And it's loud enough you can hear it banging against the wall. It's not like yeah. it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she that brought is... that home. and Because she'll come home and she'll be like, oh, they saw a shadow person here. And she's like, oh, I was walking past and I heard this voice. I'm like, you got to get your phone out. And then she got home. She's like, hey, so-and-so had, he had video. He saw it. He went in, got his phone, came back out. It was still going. He records. It's only 10 seconds. I'm like, I want to see it. Yeah. So if you can debunk it, go ahead. I have no explanation right now. So I leave it up in the air until I can go in there and try and recreate it. Yo, let's yeah. go. People, people <laughs> let's watching. go. People watching, debunk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, actually, Tim, Tim put it out to our listeners, and nobody can figure it out. Huh. That's, that's crazy. That's so cool. That is awesome. Actually, so we were we were supposed to in Atlanta go see a house because um, a friend of my family had a um, had a house that was built later on. She found out 
literally on the border of Confederate and um, Union soldiers. Oh, wow. And it was on that thing, and and she had, um, I think she had like three or four different uh, people affiliated with um, TAPS actually go in to do things there. Um, And they all captured a number of things. There was an aggressive female... Um, actually, I gotta, I'll, I'll try and find it in my phone, but there was like, there's stuff in the mirror. Um, there was an old man that was like creeping around and like being very creepy. And then there was also like, uh, she said child, but it was like, it was more like a 17, 18 year old that was sad and upset. Um, basically they found out that, um, a young boy was drafted to fight and passed away in this house after that being makes sense like, why he's 18 yeah, yeah. um and sad teens yeah. man where do you find <laughs> well yeah there especially was... when you get thrown in the, the civil war you had nothing yeah. know nothing he's, about he was strangely hearing dashboard confessional <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's crazy because around here your parents are from north county you get to, uh, everything was a mill around here yeah and i oh, yeah. and through my research I found mills were used as hospitals during the Civil War. Because, because it was just an open space. Right? Exactly. So not only did you factor in mills are a dangerous place to work in the 1800s, you know, now it's also a hospital where soldiers are coming in. And it wasn't like surgery today. Like I walked out of the hospital, like you got shot in the leg, you could die or lose right, your leg. Yeah. 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 You there, know? Was, there was two options usually then. Yeah. Exactly. Cut it off. <laughs> And I always say with haunted places, it always comes from either a source of joy or a source of trauma. Yes, for sure. Are, how many how many places have you like actually like went and investigated? I've done probably over a hundred. Oh wow! Um, um, me and my buddies back home, we just dab. Like I got into it. I've always been. A fan of paranormal but i got into investing i found out about investing because of the show ghost hunters i was like wait you can right. do this yeah you know what i mean like we'd always go to places we'd hear stuff and like i've seen uh ufo and stuff i can explain that later but like getting in the ghosts and stuff it was i didn't know you could go do this so we'd find all the places that were haunted in wisconsin we'd drive and we'd have our our handheld handheld camcorders with the night vision we'd have digital recorders and and uh our EMF detectors, which you can buy at any hardware store at the time. And we just go and we just screw around and, and figure out what we could find out. And I still have some evidence hanging around. The best was when I met my wife, we went to um, my, my father-in-law's house. We'd always hang out at, and she always got a bad feeling where her grandfather used to sleep. So we did an EVP session in there. And at the time they were selling the house. So my wife asked him the question. She goes, Are, do you want them to sell the house? And we got a no from a female voice. And then we, are you upset that they're selling the house? And then you, we got a yes. And we didn't hear it there. We was waiting when we right. reviewed the evidence. And then right after it all happens, you hear a little girl voice go, Dada. And it was like out of nowhere. And like, those were the only real big hits we got. But I looked at my wife, I'm like, there's something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's your grandparents. I don't know what it is, but there's something because they're responding and they're intelligent because they're responding to the questions. Right. right. You know, and it was clear as day. And then we did another one where it's called Paradise Road in uh, in in Wisconsin. And 
you drive down to the end of the road and you go down this little hill and you park your car. And we got out and now there's a farmhouse. It was about half a mile up. There's a farmhouse and that's the only house on this road. And after we got out of the house, we heard like 1920s music playing and it sounded like it was coming out of, was that a xylophone? The, the big yeah, tube? The big, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, we could hear the record, you know, how you have the and all that. And it sounded like, and we could hear it. And no matter where we walked, it always was in the distance. Like we never got closer to it. No matter what direction we walked in, we never yeah. got closer to it. And we'd walk like into the woods, we'd walk over here and it would never get closer. And then out of nowhere, a random dog just showed up. And like, that could just be coincidence. You know what I mean? Right. But it was just, yeah. it factor, if you factor in everything we were experiencing, and then right before we left, we get back to our van to leave. My buddy felt the hand on his shoulder and it pushed him into the van. Oh, shit. Oh. So we took that as, okay, it's time to go. Right. You know? I, I always found it wild. Like, you hear a lot, if you watch paranormal shows and stuff like that, you hear a lot about hearing um, disembodied music um, and, you know, like you said, the, it, through that, uh, whatever that, Thing, seismophone or phonograph hearing it that way right but that's not a person yeah so right. so why would you be able to hear that how what i mean i mean if you ask us yeah we're we're obviously like spiritually connected to music yeah. no matter what i but, think everybody but, is but yeah, but do you think that that particular machine, because that's what it is essentially, right? Do you think that is actually connected to the spirit world as opposed to? I mean, you don't hear people going, "Oh, I heard this fucking CD player," or whatever. Like, do you think there was something different back then with that particular medium that made it where you can hear it? Because you never hear like I, I think it's because like... it's such a distinctive sound, you know what I mean? Where like you can't you can't listen to something and go, oh, that's a CD because you know it's so clear. But like that was a specific sound, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So like that's how I think we could hear, you know, because that's that's a, you know, I think it, that's why we could tell that's what it was. What what scared me about it was, let's say you guys are in your garage playing your instruments, right? If I'm away from you eventually whatever direction i walk in i'm gonna start walking yeah. towards you and your music's gonna right. get louder right in this instance it stayed the same volume no matter how far we walk so well, it was that's... like how is that happening you well, know but that's also like are you hearing it because it's audible in the world or are you hearing it in your head right like is it is it just you that's hearing it well it's... we all heard it that's the thing is we all right. heard it. but are you all hearing it in your head Oh, or I got you. Okay. Or, or is it audible? You know, to like everybody. if it's audible to everybody and it's just outside, then that's a different question as to why I can't hear it more when I'm going in a direction yeah. versus if you're hearing things, but they're just audible in each person's head. They're hearing it like in their inside voice. And it's more of like a spoken to you internally. Mm -hmm. um, then 
yeah, it, it obeys no laws right. whatsoever. Right, right. So that's, I wanted, I wanted to go to that house. I wanted to go to that house and ask them, hey, do you hear this? Do you hear it off? Right. Ask them the questions. But everybody else was like, we're not going to that. Well, house. even if like, they hear it, are they hearing it audibly? Or exactly. Are they hearing it in the inside head? Yeah. And like, is it, that's, I'm always like my question curious was, about that. A, do you hear it? B, if you do hear it, how often do you hear it? Right. C, is it constant? You know, indeed, what's in these directions? Because I'm right. not from around here. So could it be someone sitting in their backyard listening to their grandmas? Sure, sure. You know? Now, if you like, if you can get it on a recording, then that means it's audible in the air. Yeah. If you can't get it on a recording, then that means you're just hearing it in your head. And if everybody's hearing it in their head, then it's, then it's partially like, and, and, and this isn't a discrediting thing, but it's partially a mass hallucination which is also super interesting mm-hmm. yeah. because then it's like, Oh, this is affecting everybody, but it's affecting everybody in the same way internally. Well, see now when, when I investigate too, like I'll say it's three of us going to investigate. I always tell you guys, unless you hear some out loud, don't tell me what you hear. Like right. just say, Oh, I heard, I heard some and point. And then if I heard it too, I'll say this. And then let's see if we heard the same thing. Right. Because if you go, oh, did you hear that bell over there? Well, now you put it in my head. There's a bell over there. Yeah. But if right. you go, hey, what was that? And I go, I didn't hear anything. And then you go, well, I heard a bell. Okay, now that's your experience. You heard that I didn't hear it. But if if you go, hey, what was that? And I go, and you point, and I go, oh, did you hear a bell from over there? And you're like, that is what I heard. Now we both, without putting it into our heads, we both right. had the same experience. And now it's now we go to the third person. Hey, did you hear anything? No, I haven't heard anything. Okay, well, we had this experience over here. Or, yeah, I heard a bell in that direction. Right. Okay, now all three of us had that. You know what I mean? So, therefore, it's not mass. We're not putting it in our heads. Exactly, yeah. Now, do you remember the first experience? Well, okay. So, I'll give you two options, and, and you can say whichever one. Like, there's the first experience that gets you to uh, – start to think like hey maybe this shit's real or 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 i'm believing in something and then there's the best experience that makes you go all right there's this i i have no question in my mind sometimes the, it's the same thing and yeah. sometimes it's you know do you remember yours like my first experience I, I i can tell you my first experience with ghosts and my first experience with ufos so my first experience with ghosts was i was at my house growing up and <clears throat> i had to be 10 or 11 because I'd just gotten home from my little league game and my brother had a game that night and so my sister. So my parents were, my dad was at my sister's game. My mom was at um, my brother's game and I'd gotten a ride from my buddy's family and they dropped me off at home. So I'm at home, I'm getting all changed and I hear a girl's voice from the basement singing row, row, row your boat. And uh, my sister's name's Maria. I'm like, Oh, Maria must be song at all. Not at all. And I'm like, oh, Maria must be home. You know what I mean? So I thought nothing of it. I went about changing, and I took my stuff down in the basement to throw into the, the washer and dryer, the, the wash. So as I'm walking downstairs, I hear row, 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 boat. So I'm like, hey, Maria, is that you? I hear nothing. I get down. I throw my stuff in. I hear row, row, row. And it's a little girl. I'm like, what? So I'm thinking, now I'm getting mad because I think it's my sister playing a trick on me. So I'm walking all over the basement. And there's nothing. I get upstairs. I don't hear anything. So I turn the TV on and I start hearing again. So I turn the TV off and I'm, I'm like, Maria, come out. Like I get it. Ha ha. You scared me. Way to go. You know, you got me. Next thing you know, 
my dad and my sister walking through the front door. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what oh, is, man. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it turns out that my brother and sister, which I didn't find this out until I started doing the podcast, they had heard the same thing at different times. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah, but I didn't know that till years later, you know, when I was doing yeah. the podcast and stuff like that. But that's my first experience. And that, that's when I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is this? And that's when I started, like, getting into spirits and ghosts and, you know what I mean, and finding that all out. Right. When it comes to UFOs, my buddy and I, he used to live on the other side of town. So we'd have to ride our bikes and we'd cut through like the local park to get to his house. And we were doing a sleepover because that's what you did when you were little. You know, you did sleepovers. Yeah. So pack my stuff in my backpack. We get on our bikes. We're riding through. It's about 9, 10 o'clock at night, summertime. You know, it's, it's beautiful night out. We're riding. And we come into the park. Now, they had a gazebo in this park. And that's where all the high schoolers would sit to get high and stuff like that. And as we're going, we see this really bright light. And we're like, oh, I wonder what the high school students are doing. Like, we've never seen that before. And as we're riding up, we're like, well, because Evo's over to our right. This is on our left. We're like, what is going on? Like, okay, they're doing something. And as we rode up to it, we stopped at about maybe 50 yards away. And it was a bright, bright, like bright as the sun light. And it was hanging over this tree, and it was a ball. It was just a ball of light, and we're both sitting there looking like, what? And you could feel the heat coming off this. And we turn around. We hightail it out there. We're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? We end up going the long way to his house, and we're sitting there like, what was that? We couldn't believe that. Like, oh, my God. Next day, we're riding back to my house. We go to the same spot, and in the ground is a perfect circular burn pattern. And there's a little pine tree that was completely burnt. It had no – all the pine needles were gone. So, like – could somebody live on fire? Yeah, but how do you get a perfect circle around that and you only right. burn the circle in the grass, not all the grass? And how is only the pine needles off the tree, not the whole tree burn? Right. So, wow. Yeah. So that's that's when I and then turns out his mom was really into the UFOs and stuff, so she'd like help us with that stuff and she was in the psychics and stuff. And then she wasn't in the ghosts and spirits, but she got me in touch with people that could help educate me and stuff like that. And it's just been a trip ever since. Wow, that's that's, that's awesome! Yeah. yeah, that's so awesome. What is your favorite cryptid? Bigfoot, all the way. He's my homie. Hell yeah! Man. I love Bigfoot, man. How is that not everybody's favorite? We cryptid? actually we had a singer on, right? And she she, like we were, I gotta tell you, like we honestly didn't have a whole lot to work with with her, and <laughs> and she was doing the seven questions, and somehow. The fact that she took a selfie in Scotland with the Loch Ness monster. The Loch Ness monster. The Loch Ness monster was in the photo, and she didn't notice until way after. And then she sent it in. Uh, there, there's some kind of like committee or something yeah. that was yeah. that validates these things. And they were like, "Oh yeah, that's it." Yeah, they couldn't debunk it. And that was that was like an actual thing. Well, you can get paid thirty thousand dollars now. Uh, well, euros or whatever they use over there, if you get good evidence of Nessie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a guy out there. He's he'll he'll put you up in the the hotel and stuff, and if you can get actual footage, he'll pay you thirty grand. Wow. Are you uh like, have you ever gotten any kind of evidence? Because you said you camp and stuff like that. So like, yep. do you do do you, have you gotten any like good evidence of uh, Bigfoot or anything like that, or have you chased at all? 
No, we've heard knocks and stuff like that, but that was before I really got into the, the cryptid side of things. You know, I always thought okay. Bigfoot was cool. Um, but doing my research and stuff, like uh, anytime I was in Jersey, I'd go out looking for the Jersey Devil. Um, I've been to West Virginia a couple times for Mothman. Um, Tim and I always cover stuff on the podcast about cryptids and stuff. So, like, anything that's close to me, I'll, I'll make sure I go out there just to see what I can find. But Have you ever, ever seen nothing. anything that made you go, like, okay – this is real. I'm on the right track. I personally haven't seen anything yet as far as cryptids. I have yeah. seen it turned out to be a dog with mange, but I thought it was a chupacabra. Mm-hmm. And we took pictures of it. And, and a vet friend of mine's like, no, that's just a dog with mange. But like, that's the closest I've come. I was going to say, my, my favorite is the chupacabra because chupacabra is cool. I, I, I used to work with, uh, I used to work with uh, predominantly hispanic uh people yeah and for whatever reason they would call me chupacabra <laughs> and i don't know if that was a good or a bad thing it's because you're short and you wear capris it has nothing to do with there it is because totally i didn't does. i didn't wear capris there yeah but you look like a guy that would wear capris oh, okay. i did have you know what i lied me and malonis had an experience with the ruguru in louisiana oh Ooh, we didn't the... know it at the time we okay. had some where we had seen some. We couldn't clear out what it was, and one of the locals go, "Oh yeah, you saw a Ruguru. Nice. And that and that was my first time hearing it, so I did a bunch of research on it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we had that. That was cool." No, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Brian is uh, he's is terrified now, of that stuff. Yeah, he's he's not not into that stuff. He's also nope. he's also on on the straight and narrow when it comes to drinking as well. He's he's not doing the drinking and stuff like that. So yep, he's two yeah. years sober because he started developing a problem. And uh, he realized him. he was having a problem, um, which is great. I support him in his sobriety. Good for you. Know? We have we have way more people that are non-drinkers than are, than are drinkers. Yeah, my guitar point. my guitar players at uh, God, I don't even know how many years. I think now. it's like seventeen. Seventeen, or 18, I think. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah, look at so. it as I have a built-in DD. You yeah. know, yeah, like yeah. he'll get me home safe. Exactly. <laughs> That's, and that's it's awesome. good too because Me people too. come up. I'm like you're driving, dude. Yeah. What I love is he doesn't. He keeps it in a DL that he's sober because when we go out, people buy me and him a beer, and then he just slides it over to me. Oh, <laughs> so excellent. Can, it's basically two for one for me. Excellent. Oh, that's a yeah. beautiful thing. So, yeah. so he's a good see, brother like that. See, guys, this is why you need to get into a tag. <laughs> that's right. This is why you need to get into a tag. Well, we're in a tag, but we both drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's just a matter of who's going to tap out first. That's what it became with Brian and I. And then he realized he had a problem where he was on his own and he was doing two bottles of wine a night on his own, Uh, you know, outside of wrestling. And he's like, nah, you know, and he's like, this is a, this is a problem now. And, and he called me and we had a long heart to heart. He's like, we'll still do the gimmick. I just, you know, and I'm, I told him, man, you're my brother. I'd rather have you alive and here with me than us party and drink till six in the morning. You know what I mean? Like you need more than that. And so, I support it, and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to be public with it. I'll, I'll be semi-public, but like, you know, fans buy me a beer, I'll thank them, and then you just drink it. I'm like, perfect, saves me money. That's fantastic. When you're out on the road, nothing better than money saver. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, and he that. he's terrified of anything paranormal, cryptid. He doesn't. Oh yeah. I'll make sure I get us in haunted rooms and stuff like that, <laughs> and he will make sure I do not tell him we're in there. <laughs> uh-huh. And he'll he'll deny it left and right. That's what friends yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we haven't done the haunted room yet. No, because you don't bring me. You bring your wife. (laughs) 
good good point <laughs> that's a good point yeah i but no but even like we've been to so many i mean we bought rooms. the thing we yeah this this is it we bought the thing our buddy our buddy yeah. katie stafford our thing buddy. box our buddy our buddy we we did it we and our our words until it comes to going <laughs> Then it's a well, we, we talked about going for a while. We, yeah, we gonna, talked about it. We were actually supposed to go, like I said, we yeah. were supposed to go in Georgia and fell through. I love Gen 2. I'm just saying that. My advice to you guys when you do your first investigation, <laughs> if you do one, don't don't get disappointed if nothing happens. That That's 90% nah, of the time nothing happens. Yeah. I, I go into everything thinking nothing's going to happen. I am, yeah. I am the... Uh, I am the. We're not going this time. He's taking his wife. Right. Yeah. That's why he's not taking. Me. <laughs> that's why he's not taking me. That and the sex. <laughs> oh, you don't put out as much as his wife does. No, I just want weirder stuff. <laughs> he, yeah, he just weirds me out. You want to like? Button, All right, gotta button. turn over. <laughs> turn over. Why are you moving my belly button? <laughs> hey, man. If it's there. <laughs> Die. Everything's an option. <laughs> that was that was the funny thing because because I like I I did the I did the booking of so we played we we covered a festival yeah in Connecticut and I I booked it through the like my family's Expedia account and uh, I don't know I guess Jen Jen just looked at the uh, the thing she's like okay. And then I came home, and she's like, all right, so where'd you guys sleep? And I was like, king-size bed. She's like, oh, you slept in the same bed as Jimmy, huh? I was like, yep. Yeah. 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 One on top of the covers, one underneath. You're fine. I don't, I don't move. No, we, I mean. I don't move, man. I'm so good. We, we, yeah, we don't move. He wears it's earplugs. Hard, it's hard for me and Malonis to do that because, you know, he's 400 pounds and I'm 300 pounds, so we don't fit in the bed right, very yeah. well. We, I'm, we still fit. <laughs> I... I I used to be on 205 Live, but I can't do that now. No. Yeah, I'm but, on 305 Live. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I mean, we made it work. Yeah. It was fine. But uh, I, I don't think I could do a, I don't think I could do a full-size bed with you. <laughs> I'll sleep in the tub. I don't care. Well, no, a full-size bed with you. I was going to say, you're a musician. You probably slept in worse places. Yeah, dude. You? I mean, it's anything like wrestling. You I lived, guys I in, lived a in a van. I <laughs> say you know how many ring trucks I've slept in? Right? I'm, <laughs> I'm the least. Rings. I am the least you have to worry about. Yeah. I'd lo- that's why I love taking my wrestling buddies with me on, on field trips or road trips because we don't – who cares where we sleep? We've all slept in worse places. Yeah, right. exactly, man. Like, well, those, like those buddies are the best to like, all right, guys, we're going to drive. We're going to drive for six hours. Yep. Don't have to, don't have to pee. Dude, yep. six, yeah, six hours is nothing. I know. Yep. I know. I, I Isn't it amazing I when you start traveling drive. more? How someone says, "Oh, it's a long trip." How long is it? Six hours. Yeah, ain't nothing. Are you like what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to. It's I, not even I half. Drove. That's a third of a day. We went when Jay Briscoe passed away. We went to his funeral, and that's eight hours from here. And everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're driving that?" We're like, "Yeah, like that's nothing." Like, yeah. Yeah. We drove up. We we got up there a day early. Hung out at uh, the Briscoe Farm and went to the funeral the next day and drove home. It was easy. We, well, that was spread over days, man. Well, it was. We drove up on a, I think it was a Tuesday, and then the funeral was a Wednesday. So right, yeah. yeah. So like, how many how many times have you driven eight hours 
oh, then God. do a match and then drive another eight hours back. You know, I've, like, I've driven eight hours to a show, done a match, got in a car, drove 14 hours to do another match, got in a car, drive 14 hours back to do a show, to get in a car, drive eight hours back home. Damn and then right. get up at six in the morning the next day to go to work. Yep. I've done that. I've done that for shows too. You drive six hours to a show, you play that show, you drive six hours to the next show, you sleep for yep. a couple hours, you get up, you figure out what to do in that town, you go hand flyers out at the tattoo places in the mall. Yeah. And then you go do a show and then you jump back in the car and you drive another yep. now it's twelve hours because you just drove six and six and you drive twelve back and then yeah, and That's and being deal. a father, I used to I used to drive for the night, get back for like plays and baseball games and oh yeah, I'm not a dad. Choir so concerts all and all that crap because you got to be super dad. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, man. I'm not a dad, so I didn't do any of that. But no, uh, I've never had to do the tour thing. I came back Lots to work out, disappoint hours, people like, at so a like... restaurant or a bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think my order's wrong. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking tired. I'm really tired. tired man. You're probably right. Here's a flyer for my next gig. Right, exactly. <laughs> what did you get? Her order? It's the same table, dude. Switch <laughs> plates. Switch you guys, plates. You guys spitting each other's mouths anyway. Come on. Right. Switch. That's on you. <laughs> That's on you, not me. Oh man. Well, Bruiser, we uh we took up a lot of your time. Oh, anytime, guys. And we yeah, we man. really appreciate the. We didn't even get into like what you're listening to lately. Oh, I know. We didn't uh, even get to the music. Stuff. We gotta we gotta like, do a third. I we can clearly tell you right now, it's been nothing but Tool for O'Connell. I love that fucking album. Hell yeah. Tempest, Tempest oh. is by far Adam Jones's greatest guitar work to date. Um, oh, nice. Numa is Danny's fucking name. Him and that drum set are just amazing and like. That's been my go-to, and then I've I've found Falling in Reverse is pretty good. Another um, one, man. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just found them, and then um, for some reason I've been on an Ed uh, Ed Sheeran. Is that his name? Like yeah. a chicken. Yeah, yeah. For some, my daughter sent me. Yeah, he's got some good songs, man. He's got some good cool, songs. Cool, man. I, I, that album is almost near perfection, and I'm glad I don't have to wait 16 years for another one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, you've got this one. You're gonna have to wait for another. Well, at right, least yeah. no, they're in there. They got stuff. Uh, he said after he's done. Now. Maynard said after he's done with Lucifer tour, they're gonna go back. You're in the studio. studio now. They. How many times are you gonna fall for that, buddy? Oh, I'm gonna fall for it every time because that's my band, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I, how about I, this? The best is my. I told my wife. I says, "Babe, you gotta follow Maynard on on Instagram." She's like, "He's fucking weird. I don't want to follow." I said, "Trust me, follow you me." Need she's to like, follow I'm, him. He's yeah. like, "I'm not a big." Him. She's like, "I'm not a big tool fan." I go, Doesn't "I know matter. you're not. Trust me." If, if, you want, if you go on his Instagram, it's nothing but him and animals and him making wine. That's all. It yeah. Is. And yeah. the occasional tool lyric. <laughs> right, right. I would love to have some. I, I've heard because I've had. Uh, I had friends who went to. Uh, Napa Valley for actual like culinary school and right, stuff right. who've had his wine called trash. <laughs> They've called it trash. Hey, and they're uh, big tool fans. And I was like, they're also in culinary like, school. My school. buddy Craig Keesman, um, his name is Niles Plunk on the on the wrestling scene, owns his own winery. Oh. And he makes a fantastic wine and he makes a fantastic mead. But nice. he did a wine thing and Maynard was there selling his stuff. And he's a tool fan. And he said the same thing. He says, don't get it for the taste. Get it for just because it's Maynard's. He's get like, buy one. Kind of like know. Metallica's whiskey. 
Yeah, or a Iron Maiden spear. Or Iron Maiden spear. Yeah. Uh, there was one. There was one of them that was actually pretty good. Was there? Uh, was I want to say it was the Trooper one. It was I'm actually not a fan good. of the Trooper one. Or it was good in compared comparison to the other one. It might have been good in, in comparison. To <laughs> cream, cream of the crap. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very possible. Very yeah. possible. And I have to admit, I have two cans sitting on my display just because I'm, you know, you Iron Maiden. I'm an Iron Maiden fan. I have oh, a, right, right. Fucking like, I have a Crystal Skull vodka that I don't drink. That's up because I'm a big Danny Aykroyd fan. And, and, exactly. Uh, and, and, and that's a cool bottle, man. Yeah. And that's the yep. best thing about that vodka is that cool ass bottle. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for Crown Royal to come out with. Uh, the Black Tooth Grin because Pantera just reunited. Right, right. Like, that's a they're missing a marketing opportunity right there. Well, if they yeah. come in a velvet bag. They're probably not. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> they're not listening to Pantera pinkies, at all, are they? Pinkies up. That's true. That's true. Pantera's not a pinkies up. <laughs> just saying. Just throwing that out there. You're like dime bag who? <laughs> right, right. You know what? I bet Phil is pinkies up. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet he is. I bet he's oh, pinkies up. Oh man. But yeah, Bruiser, let everybody know where they can find you and all things Beer City Bruiser in that time off that you've got. Yeah, man. And uh... and the, the the return, the triumphant comeback <laughs> that you are gonna have. Hopefully. Uh it's uh at BCB Winchester on Twitter, the Beer City Bruiser on Facebook, Beer City Bruiser on Instagram, uh darknessradioshow.com if you want to check out the the darkness radio stuff um, oh yeah i also have my schedule on there tim updates that and all my contact information on all of them and then uh cameo uh beer city bruiser come on and have me say something to people name and your go, kids and go get some name your kids. Pro, shirts prowrestlingtees.com slash beer city bruiser i got mine and, that's a fan-drawn uh, artwork that I loved, and I asked her if I could use it. She said, sure, to send me one, so I did. Hell yeah. And then uh, Brothers Gador, that's Brothers, G-A-D-D-O-R, and you can get, let me grab it. You can get a good old wrestling buddy. Yeah. Yes. Or truly, so. I feel like we need to get one of those. Oh, the, we, uh, we do need to we get need one, one of those. We do. Beer, and then we, we need to turn them around. We have, we, we we have is this. Bruiser. We have one of these. <laughs> and you know what? Oh, nice. Yeah, so if you want to wrestle me, it's got the, the beer in the pocket. And then if you flip it over, got a good old keg nice. in the back. All ready to nice. go. And it's all my tattoos and everything. So. Yo, if you want Bruiser to do the job, you got to buy a buddy. <laughs> yes. Trust me, I, my brother bought one just to uh, – I said, I could have gotten you one. He's like, no, I had to buy it. I'm like, why? He's like, I beat the shit out of you every night. <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing yeah. yep doing the job every night I, uh, <laughs> that happens man hey i'll do the job i don't care oh yeah man oh yeah i still want one of those old job squad shirts i do too you know i do too like, <laughs> we gotta get those all right maybe, I'll, I'll, make a, maybe I'll make, a, maybe, I'll make a, maybe i'll make a big it's my podcast version b-i-m-p right yeah if you Ooh, do send squad. it to me Okay. Send it to me, please. Yeah. We oh, got man, you. Man. We oh, got you. And then instead of, you know how they had one, two, three, pin me, pay me, you should have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, something with your questions or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. See, oh, the creative process. That's creativity. That's what I like. That's what <laughs> I like. Bacon. I love the creativity. <laughs> yes. I nice. love it. 
Guys, until next time, always remember yourself to ask yourselves one super important question. What yeah, is that man. question? What's that question? What's that oh. question, Bruiser? What's my bacon? Hell yeah! What's your bacon? bacon? Sweet. You've got a friend. You've got a friend. I love having friends on the show. Me too. AKA Beer City Bruiser. I, I the guy the guy will literally all I have to do is talk like message him and he'll go. Anything you want, I'm in. It's because he's good. awesome. It's because he's awesome. Uh you just listen to an episode of us hanging out and drinking with a buddy. Yeah. And that's what happens sometimes. And that's those are my favorite kind of episodes. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed it, make sure to give us that five-star review or at least a thumbs up or at least a share or something. You know what it costs you? Zero. Nothing. Zero dollars. Maybe one or two clicks. And then, you are a friend. That's a heart. Yeah. That's, that's a that's also. A- also a heart. This is a heart with my hands. We're making hearts with our hands. If you can't, see, if if you can't, can't see, see that, cause go to because you're on streaming. Go to strangerhoodtv.com. Yeah, that's our YouTube see page. That. Right. Uh, thank you to our Patreon people, our Bimp Squad, our fam. Yeah. Thank you guys over there. If you uh, are interested in joining the Patreon or at least seeing what it's all about, get some early episodes, see this early, get some live stuff, all that kind of good stuff. Jump over there, check it out. Uh, patreon.com slash bacon is my pod see what it's all about we appreciate you we appreciate you checking it out thank you so much baconismypodcast.com for all your bacon is my podcast needs including our sponsors our yeah. delicious sponsors including we talked about this in uh, what's your bacon seven questions but the crop mops yep. from manscaped don't We've put got them in your some- mouth yeah, don't, your balls. and don't flush them either. Right. There's a there's a message. Don't flush them and don't put them in your mouth. Uh, for your balls and then the trash. Grillyourisoff.com has some excellent excellent eats over there. That's for your mouth. That's for your mouth. Yeah. Also, drink wild bills. Also for yeah. your mouth. Yeah. Awesome. Mouth. Awesome sodas. Love it. Uh, we're fans of what they do. That's why we promote them. Honestly, uh, they don't give us that much, so <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so you want to help us out? Definitely buy something from them. Use one of the promo codes. Check it out. We do appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Find me at Jimmy G's Shoes on all the socials. Find him at Me, My Own Self, Mike on all the socials. Find my band at CravenStrange.net. Everything that we're doing musically, everything that we're putting out, check it out. We got shows coming up. Come see us. All that kind of fun stuff. If you come see us and say, hey, uh, I've never seen you, but I came here because I heard about it on Bacon is my podcast. I will give you something free. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe I'll buy you a drink. Maybe I'll give you CDs. Maybe I'll give you a T-shirt. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But definitely come up to me and say, hey, I heard about this on Bacon is my podcast. Uh, if you want to check out Mike's music, where can they find you, buddy? At Something Heavy Music on all the socials, except for Twitter, which is Something Heavy 1. I don't know why. There's no explanation. Because you don't really do it there. Yeah, we don't do stuff there. But, something heavy on all the streaming platforms. Uh, we've got a new single coming soon. We always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's taking a little bit longer because, uh, you know. Sometimes it bees that way. Sometimes it bees that, like that. Um, so, sometime in August, keep a lookout for Hurt. 
It's coming. Nice. It is coming. There you go. Looking beautiful. No, that, that that's pink. Sometimes a bee's like that. We we just talked about her. Right. I was just going off that sometimes it bees like that. Yeah, that's that's an old conversation. We're past it. We're past it. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Jump over to patreon.com if you really want to help us out. Join the patrons over there. Our BIMP squad. See some stuff live. Hang out with us. Talk to them. They're a really cool group. So jump in and chat with them and all that kind of fun stuff. Get everything a little bit early. Uh, If you can't do that and you don't want to do that, no problem. Whatever. Give us that five-star review. Give us that like and that follow. Whatever it is on whatever site you hear us on, thank you for doing it. We appreciate you. You guys rule. you got a friend. And remember to ask yourself every single day, what's your bacon? Well, peace.